One of the happiest moments in life is when you find the courage to let go of the things that you cannot change. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, thanks for joining me today for episode 32, where I'm going to be talking about releasing control. We all have some control stuff going on, things that we would like to control, things we would like to release control over. So it's worth exploring how that's showing up for you and um, what you can do about it. So the need for control is a fear-based pattern that arises basically from the need for security or predictability or power. And, you know, often it's associated with anxiety and doubt and worry. It actually is used to reduce and eliminate those feelings, those thoughts, those circumstances that cause us a lot of uncertainty, thus anxiety. And we all need some control. It helps us put some structure. It helps us take risks in everyday life. But control can get out of hand and sometimes without even noticing it. So I think you have to ask yourself, am I someone who thrives by controlling? Or is there something that really gives me a lot of anxiety when I cannot manage the thought, the circumstance, the situation? Sometimes control can shows up when you're being perfectionistic or when you're micromanaging other people, or perhaps you're having certain attachments to outcomes, or you're having, you know, a lot of the need to be the best and get things done. Uh, go-getters, type A's, they like control. And control issues often stem from emotional sensitivity and fear. The fear is basically fear of experiencing painful emotions, things that are very uncomfortable for us that we really have a hard time managing. Often traumatic or abusive life experiences can lead to trying to control all sorts of stuff. Fear of abandonment can cause you to want to control things. And then there's the perception of failure, what failure means. So if you control something, you have a less likelihood to fail. Thus, what does that mean about yourself, your worthiness, your abilities, your value? So control definitely can show up because of a so, so many reasons. And in clinically, examples of how control shows up we look at disordered eating and substance abuse and addictions and self-harm and um, any sort of compulsions like cleaning or exercising. Those tend to be very much about control. But control is on a continuum. It has different degrees. Some degree of control 
is desirable and acceptable and actually helpful. It's when you pass that point and you're on the other side of the spectrum that it starts getting you in trouble. When the degree of control is too much, you're going to start experiencing anxiety, maybe even depression, lots of frustration, rigidity. You're going to feel a blockage. The blockage of the flow of well-being is going to get interrupted because all you're basically ruminating all the time about how you can manage and control situations, things to avoid feeling uncomfortable stuff or uncertainty. I mean, it's really not good. When you need so much control, you actually have no control because you become a prisoner of yourself. You're not free. You can't feel good. You can't feel good because you have all these blanks. I can't feel good unless blank. I can't do this unless he or she does that. There's all these stipulations to what feeling good is all about, and it's under your control. So the world tends to control and dictate how you feel, how you show up. Kind of scary, right? These defense mechanisms are usually not under your conscious control, and catching them can be challenging. They're unconscious. You do them and you don't know why often. Sometimes you do, and then that just goes into a whole different category. But they can be very complex and not only self-destructive, but also very self-limiting. They can sabotage not only your health, but your relationships, your work. Ultimately, they sabotage your spirit, your sense of self, your vitality, your ability to show up to your highest and best self because you're always defending yourself. And we all have defense mechanisms. And there's certainly no shame in bringing them to light, acknowledging them, working on them. When you're in the state of, um, you know, these defense mechanisms, you are in a self-protective state. You're basically focusing inward on you and you're closing off many opportunities about, you know, how you show up as a human, about offering yourself and accepting other people as humans. You are limiting yourself in so many ways, deep ways, deep ways that have to do with love, with respect for yourself, for others, for expansiveness. So I want you to start off by asking yourself, what are you actually protecting yourself from? What are you defending? What are you so afraid to feel? What is so scary for you that you have to exercise all these control tactics to feel safe? Is something that you are feeling making you sense that you're weak, that you're needy, that you're not enough, that you're not worthy? Is that what's happening? What about that critical inner voice of yours? When does it show up? What does it say? Do you know how to recognize it? Now, finding that inner voice is not always easy, and it kind of feels very vulnerable. But it's the only way to start liberating yourself. And then you know there's going to be triggers. The world is full of triggers. Stress, there's change, unpredictability, there's frustration, there's expectations, there's, you know, impatience. You overschedule yourself. 
ultimately, most everybody has some degree of anxiety about the future. So it's natural that you want to control stuff to eliminate some of these feelings that come with these triggers. But that's not really the way it works. Not, it's not the way that it works for you to be at your best, highest self. But what can work is for you to create awareness. Create awareness of how control is dominating your life, how you can um, focus on having a choice. You always have a choice. You can choose to live from another way of existing, of thinking, of being. You can move towards thriving, towards becoming more expansive, towards allowing. You can still feel safe through this process. It does not have to be an unpleasant experience. You can flow. You're thinking, flow. How do I flow? You interrupt patterns of resistance. And the patterns of resistance that I'm talking about is these patterns that go against love, love for yourself, trust. So take a breath, a deep breath. Connect with yourself. Connect with yourself with a sense of safety and tenderness and relax. Really, really relax knowing that it's going to be okay, that you have all the resources necessary to rise above anything that you encounter. You have inner strength. You have certainty. Now keep breathing. Now let go. Let go of being right. There is no such thing as the right way. There is only your preferred way. And it is enough. Your way is enough. It works. And when it doesn't work, you can reshift it. You can change it. There's no end. You can make adaptations as needed. You don't have to stress about it. You don't have to control. You can choose to live a different way, knowing that you have infinite resources on how to manage your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, your circumstances. It all starts with your thinking. Let me remind you of what you can control. You can control your perception of things. You can control your reactions. All this is based on your thoughts. Ask yourself, are you over-identifying with some of these thoughts that are causing you pain? Are these thoughts serving your highest good? And if not, you know what? Choose a new thought. Choose a new behavior. You can choose how you show up, what you believe, the meaning you give it. And then comes the point where you really anchor yourself in the present moment. You slow down your brain. You enjoy the present moment. You don't ruminate. You don't start thinking of all these things and catastrophizing. When you are in the here and now, in the present moment, you're available. You're available to yourself to heal, to grow, to enrich your life. And yes, I'm talking about a a way of mindfulness, a way of connecting, of noticing your aliveness in a safe, grounded way with your breath, where you can let go and release of that tension. And you know what? You end up surrendering because you feel safe. And when you surrender, I'm not suggesting that you give up. Surrender is not equal to giving up. It is not defeat. 
You don't give up on the situation. Rather, you give up on the notion that you should be able to or you can control it, change it. Because what you really could do is manage it in some way. You let go of the results of your actions. You don't try to change what is. You meet life where it's at. You're willing to do that. And then that becomes a catalyst so that you can experience relief, gratitude, grace, joy, just by knowing that it's going to be okay, that you're resourceful, that it is what it is. You show up at your highest and best self. You don't force your way to you. You don't control. You don't push your way through it. I want you to think of it like a river. A river is flowing It's pure. It has no resistance. It's always moving. It's alive. Naturally, it just finds its way, meandering through the landscape. And then there's going to be rocks. And those represent your rigidity, your attachments, your limitations, your fears, your resistance. Some of those rocks can be really big. And they may try to stop the flow of that river, but they can't. The river keeps moving even when it's challenged, even if it has to slow down in the flow or trickle down, it keeps moving. The rock is not going to stop it. The branches, it's going to find a way and it's going to do so with ease. It's just going to stay on track. So I want you to rest in openness and curiosity and live in a place fueled by love instead of fear. I want you to rely on the universe, on source, on something greater. I want you to practice patience and watch the unfolding, suspend the judgment, soften up, smile, be grateful for all those little things. Could be, I don't know, your comfortable shoes or a cup of tea or a warm blanket or maybe some words from a friend. I want you to stay in the moment with your feelings, with your imperfect self, but full of love and possibilities and open and accept the invitation for surrendering. Surrender with an open and full heart because remember, control is an illusion and you do not want to be trapped in your own prison. Set yourself free. Okay, that's my two cents worth on control. I hope that inspires you to think about some stuff and uh, helps you surrender and trust and, um, you know, show up with a little bit more love and that space for growth and opportunity instead of just living from a world of fear. All right, guys, you know what's next. Until the next time, I really hope you think well and be well. I will catch you soon. Bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.